Hi, I'm James Schellinglaw for Insider Travel Report, and I'm here today with David Harris, who is the president and CEO of Ensemble Travel Group and soon will be the chairman of Ensemble. And we have Michael Johnson of Navigator, who will soon become the president of Ensemble. And as you may have heard last week, Ensemble voted to approve an acquisition offer made by Navigator. And so now uh, Ensemble will be owned by Navigator, which has, we'll talk about the companies that they own. Uh, it's been a deal a long time coming and uh, we're gonna talk about how it all came to be and what the implications are on Insider Travel Report. Now, first of all, uh, to congratulations to both of you uh, on this deal. Uh, you're up there in Toronto now, I know, and I'm here in New York, and hopefully we'll see each other soon. But I know there was, you know, this has been a deal that you've been talking about for a while, but now it, it is was officially approved by ensemble agency members, the uh, shareholders. Uh, let, let's start off with you, uh, David. Let's talk about that vote. Can you update us on the final vote tally approving the Navigator purchase of Ensemble? I read that it was about 83% of Ensemble members or about 312 members approving the acquisition. So uh, first of all, James, thank you for having us. Uh, we, we couldn't be more pleased to be here talking about this with you today. Uh, <clears throat> indeed, the, the shareholder vote was very successful. It was 83.3% in favor of our of our shareholders. Um, and, you know, I, I, I can't think of a political vote where you, you get 83% voter turnout. So pretty, pretty remarkable that we had 83% in favor. And I, I still think that even there may have been some apathy in there and we might even be closer to 90% in total, but we're, we're, we're more than content with the 83% um, and, and looking forward to making this a reality for everybody in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that vote tally. Uh, I know there were a few bumps along the road and some some people coming at the last minute, but we'll talk about that. Now, Michael, let's talk about uh, when did you, Navigator, first decide that you wanted to own a travel agency consortium or cooperative and why did it do that? And and eventually what led you to Ensemble? Great questions, James. And again, thank you very much for, uh, for having us. Uh, Navigator has been on a mission to transform agency and advisor margins for quite some time. We've spent uh, the last decade developing technology that allows agency owners to unlock the value and the expertise uh, of the advisor community. And as we started to kind of assess what's the best way of kind of sharing this message, uh, you know, reigniting the um, travel uh, community, we started to think about the idea of a consortia. And so with any large project, it starts off with research. And we were thrilled to discover as we kind of took a harder look at uh, Ensemble's value proposition, that Ensemble's strengths were very complementary mm -hmm. to what Navigator brought to the table. Ensemble's community, its deep relationships with suppliers, um, its programs uh, were a perfect fit with uh, Navigator's technology. So we approached uh, David and the Ensemble team uh, and started to have some pre preliminary conversations. And as time wore on, that hypothesis that we were essentially two sides of the same coin uh, is as true today or more true today than it ever was. So uh, just further validation of the strategic fit of the two companies. Now that's great. Now, David, when did the Ensemble's board and you kind of say, hey, it, it, this is a, uh, we really should look at, at selling? Uh, it was late uh, 2021, uh, Q4, when we received the LOI. And at that point, uh, we then embarked on uh, com compliance with those terms, of course, but then on, on a significant diligence effort 
uh, over the course of a few months. And uh, it's led us to where we are today. And again, couldn't be happier that the sum of our parts is truly something that is, to Michael's, in Michael's words, very complimentary to each of the organizations. There's a real, uh, real advantage for both organizations. Now, just uh, what's the time frame? How many months were you in talks, roughly, Michael? Oh, since the fall, yeah. Since the fall, so it, it's been since the fall even, and then it was all revealed to ensemble members about, I guess it was two months ago. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm... I was um, introduced to ensemble members uh, in the second week of April. Second week of April, so it's uh, it's only been about a month or so. Yeah, so uh, great. Now, uh, obviously, no purchase price has been revealed unless you want to tell me here, uh, just between us. Uh, but um, can you tell us kind of what what kind of structure was this? Are, are ensemble members getting uh, cash in, for their shares? Are they getting some stock in the newly formed ensemble? Um, can you tell us a little bit about the, the financial arrangements? I know you don't want to talk firm numbers, but I'm not quite, I was a little, I wanted to understand kind of what ensemble members are getting uh, for their shares. David? So very good question, James, as always. And uh, no, we're not going to talk about specific prices because, um, you know, this is, this was a function of, of getting our members whole, as whole as we could make them and, and really providing them with a solid earning opportunity, not just for their, their existing shares, but, but in moving forward. It's really about, you know, as much as everybody can talk about the past and the last couple of years for all of us has been a nightmare, we really don't wanna talk about that. We wanna talk about what this opportunity means for the future and how it's going to resonate with them and how it's going to bring them added value and added financial benefit. It is a, as you know, uh, we're formerly, I'm saying formerly in past tense, it's not happened yet, but any day now, formerly a cooperative, mm -hmm. moved into that of a privately held organization. So there is no stock, uh, stock sharing or stock distribution in the new model. This is about a, a new corporate model, but built, uh, built into the value proposition are strengths that were very comparable, if not similar or even better than what some of the value proposition components were in the past. For instance, instead of a patronage, now it'll be a profit share. Um, just just one, of, one of the many examples. So we're trying to keep all of the things that, not trying to keep, we're confident that we've kept all of the things that have made us such a strong organization in 53 years uh, as being very high value items for, we understand the importance of these and we're keeping them very strong for our members as we move forward out of this and into this newly formed uh, new, new organization. Now, in, in terms of uh, each member, uh, did, there were differences in what each member held uh, in Ensemble. Uh, are they gonna be compensated uh, in, in line with that? So actually, uh, they were not any different. So each, okay. shareholder, each shareholder of Ensemble formerly owned a single share with a face value and they'll be redeemed that that share at face value plus a small margin. Um, but it's, it's not like we had different classes of shares or categories of shareholders. So that, uh, that model goes away, but everybody will have been compensated for that. Now, Michael, uh, will Ensemble now be wholly owned by Navigator? And, and, uh, and uh, in, as, as David just mentioned, are you gonna have profit sharing for members? Yes, yeah, yes and yes. So in terms, of the, in terms of the financial incentives, there is the immediate term financial incentive that David has kind of articulated, but there's so much more than that. There's the medium term and long-term financial incentive. 
of having a business partner there beside you, introducing tools and resources to allow you to sell more profitably. And as we kind of talked about that value proposition with the members, that really resonated, I, I may suggest perhaps more so than the immediate financial incentive. Got it. Ensemble and Navigator, Ensemble will become a, a privately owned company within the Navigator portfolio um, of, uh, of companies. And um, each business unit is operated completely independently, but they share the same ethos, which is we believe in the value of the agency, we believe in the value of the advisor, and we invest in tools and resources to unlock that. So for example, TripArc is owned by Navigator. TripArc is a travel technology company. They're focused on developing solutions um, you know, to, to, again, help advisors and agencies uh, realize their potential. Kensington Tours, you know, uh, high luxury, private guided uh, uh, tours, which I think most of your audience will be familiar with. Absolutely. And Travel Edge Network. Um, again, luxury focused um, businesses. One is more uh, from a staff concierge perspective and one is more independent contractor based. But again, all of these units, although operating independently and now ensemble operating independently, they all share this sense that the agency and the advisor matters. And ensemble can now introduce a partner with that agency or that advisor with all of the traditional consortia programs like profit sharing as an example, and access to tools and top tier contracts kind of round out the portfolio. No, that sounds great. And I was going to ask you about the different divisions and you addressed that very well. Um, now, this is for both of you. Uh, and because one of the major attractions of the deal for ensemble members uh, was access to Navigator's ADX technology. First of all, uh, Michael, can you describe this technology and what it does? And David, if, uh, how, how, how do you see it benefiting ensemble members? Sure. Uh, thank you, James. And you're absolutely right. So ADX is a proprietary uh, technology um, that is so much more than a booking platform. Um, yes, it allows the uh, agency or advisor to uh, book air with no uh, concerns around debit memos, um, allows them to uh, bundle things like air and hotel and uh, transport and activities, um, et cetera. So it has a, a transactional component, um, but really ADX is designed to do a couple of things. One, it's very, very easy to use. So it reduces the burden of training and adoption. Two, it is heavily focused and designed to help agencies grow their yields by adding margin, by bundling, and taking the advisor and almost allowing them to sell as a tour operator. And then the third piece is it makes it really easy to run an agency because it automates reporting. It removes administration like ESP ARC reconciliation. It removes debit memos. So it's easy to use, it's easy to sell more profitably, and it's easy to operate by taking admin off the plate of the agency owner. And to, to dovetail into that and, and the second part of your question, James, um, having been on the advisor side myself the vast majority of my, my adult life, I'm very familiar with what the needs of an advisor is. And one of the things, and I'm going to go a little more philosophical here, um, one of the things that has so impressed me about the Travel Edge organization, Navigator and TripArc, of course, ADX and Kensington, the whole group, has been the focus that they have on the distribution channel. We are in the distribution channel. Of course, end consumers are what drive our business. However, 
the, the focus that they have on delivering these tools that Michael has spoken of for the benefit of the advisor and the agencies is, is um, it's unprecedented, quite frankly. Um, we've heard this for years from, and I don't mean to speak ill of any of our competitors or, or GDSs or any, any, any other business that feeds the distribution channel. However, the, the goals and the focus and the way they have delivered this product for the benefit of what will be our members mm -hmm. is monumental. No, that so um, basically, uh, Michael, what are some of the other benefits that ensemble members will get out of this deal? And the reverse, what benefits will Navigator and its business units get out of it? Uh, fair questions, James, so, so thank you. Um, I, I wanna come back to just how excited we are to have received the endorsement uh, that we did from the ensemble community. Uh, because this is a long-term uh, relationship and Navigator is investing in things like, you know, consortia programs, uh, marketing, training and certification, et cetera, on top of the ADX platform, which is new. So for ensemble uh, members, they have very much what they have today. Um, a very well-respected brand, deep supplier relationships, programs like profit sharing, marketing, training, et cetera. And they have the benefit of uh, leveraging uh, ADX and you know, its access to top tier programs. So in, in many ways, it's, it's, uh, we refer to it as an and, not an or. You have what you had today and we've layered on these additional uh, programs. From a navigator perspective, we get to partner with an incredibly well-respected brand um, in, uh, in the industry. And not only that, but uh, work with a group of like-minded agency owners. We've been so uh, impressed by the sense of community and the connectivity among agency owners. Uh, and that's, that's very valuable uh, to, to Navigator as we embark on this journey of uh, improving agency margins together. Now, uh, the corollary to that question, will Travel Edge become a member of Ensemble? That's a great question. Um, and really that's, that's for Travel Edge to, um, to decide. Each organization within Navigator sets its own strategic path and, and I'm sure more will be revealed over time, but I can't speak for Travel Edge and what their intentions are. What I can say is that not only did we receive this uh, endorsement from 83% you know, or perhaps greater of existing uh, shareholders, but we've actually been fielding quite a number of calls uh, over the last two weeks as news has kind of trickled out. We've had more and more agencies reach out to talk about the new ensemble. So sure. we're really excited to get started. Yeah, I want to talk about that in, a, in, a, in another question in a second. But uh, David, uh, what does Ensemble bring to the table besides its members? I mean, will uh, you be bringing your preferred supplier programs, your, your deals? Uh, do those deals have to be renegotiated now? Uh, will you have your own marketing programs or will these all merge under what Navigator uh, and like Travel Edge already has? So as, as I like to refer to kind of you know, the, the, evol the evolution of, of business and, and the, necess the necessity that every business continually improves, strive for improvement. And this is about additional refinements. And you'll remember me having said this back in 2019, we're, we're continually refining. Um, in, in terms of what we bring, I know Michael's touched on these, but it is about the programs and the, and the value proposition that has been so strong for our members for a long, long time, decades, in fact. Uh, it's member events, it is marketing, it's technology, it's you know, all of these things 
um, in isolation are, are imperative to the toolbox that our members need in order to be able to conduct business today in a meaningful way that's going to drive more revenue to them. So in terms of what's different or what's going to change, you know, th there will be the additive elements of what we've talked about here. And, uh, you know, that's extremely exciting for our members and for ourselves as well, but built on the history of a reputation of family and culture and, you know, and, and togetherness. I mean, our, our events have been, I would argue, uh, industry leading in many respects. Uh, and I know you've got a question later on on that one. Boy, I, I can just, I can feel it coming, James. <laughs> so I, I'm really, you know, we're just, we're very excited overall. And it's just, it's, it's, it's so important that we have, that we take this opportunity to convey the, the excitement because we've all come through a pretty rough couple of years. And, and this is very positive news that's worthy of sharing far and wide. And that's exactly what we're doing. Now, just to follow up on that, the, the question about uh, preferred suppliers, uh, uh, are you, I assume you're getting calls from your preferreds and are, are they going to seek to renegotiate the deals they have and uh, maybe align, you know, because obviously Travel Edge, uh, which is the sister company, uh, has its own preferred deals. I mean, are you going to have to go back to the well with most of your suppliers or uh, do they just roll over to what you're going to have? No, I think... I think the most important uh, component to this part of the conversation, James, is, is for us to share our appreciation with our supplier partners. Just as they have been there for us the past couple of years, we too have been there for them. And I, I, I don't say that lightly because I know how difficult it's been for everyone in the industry, whether it's on the retail, on, on the distribution side, the supplier side, or the consortium side. We've all had our struggles, but we've all stayed together. We've all stayed true to one another. And through the introduction of this very exciting opportunity for Ensemble and Navigator, our suppliers have been lockstep with us every step of the way. And um, will there be renegotiations? I'm sure there will be, uh, but they've all pledged their support for us as we have for them. So, uh, you know, it's, it, there's nothing new to share in that regard other than uh, our, our sincere appreciation for their ongoing support. Uh, fair enough. And, and, and I hope that everyone retains and they, we've had a good relationship with those preferreds, as does Travel Edge on, on your sister company. Uh, Michael, let's, let's talk about that. As you mentioned earlier, uh, with 83% of ensemble members approving the deal, you, you could lose about 17% you know, of ensemble members unless you can convince them, yeah, this is going to be a good deal for you, even though you didn't vote for it. Uh, are you going to try, one, to convince them to stay? And then second of all, a follow-up to what you mentioned just earlier, will you step up efforts to now actively recruit and, and get new members? Yeah, so, so first of all, as it relates to the uh, members that didn't vote, we don't believe that uh, the lack of participation in the vote necessarily means that they weren't in favor. So, you know, to David had described uh, earlier, some just wanted to learn more and wanted a little bit more time. Some were reluctant, you know, and they need a little bit more convincing. And then there was a very, very small uh, minority that may not have been in favor of the deal. So um, we don't believe that that 17% um, is necessarily at risk. What I will say, though, is that we are as focused on retaining the 83% that voted in favor as we are in speaking to other agencies. So the work is not done. Mm -hmm. We've just received approval from the shareholders and the members to move forward, but we are waking up every morning focused on member experience and retaining uh, those ensemble members, regardless of how they voted. That will be number one. 
Number two, we're always interested in growth, but we want to make sure we're growing with the right partners. So any agency that is out there that really wants to kind of transform their economics and really focus on selling more profitably, mm -hmm. um, very interested in, uh, in having a conversation uh, with them. No, that's great. And I'll have a question about that a little later about some of the potential uh, target agencies that you can go after if they're interested. Uh, da David, I want to get back to the number of uh, agencies you had. I know in, in your press materials, you've been saying 600 for a long time. Uh, I don't know, you know, you had 312 members vo voting approved, uh, which made you had close. I'm not quite sure how what that leads to about 400 members. Did you and also the corollary to that is did you lose some over the past two years with pandemic? So, uh, it's a commonly asked question, James, and, and uh, I, I, will, I will apologize for any ambiguity. It's not intentional. Uh, we have 312 shareholders. That's, that's what is the record. That is, that is what is on our records, and uh, which is correct. Um, but we have approximately 600 agency locations, okay. and that's what we're commonly referred to in press. Is so, um, you know, we, we indeed have lost some members through the pandemic, as has been reported, but we've also gained some new members through the pandemic. So, uh, you know, the, the, the net net is that we're pretty much status quo with where we've been for some time and looking forward to leverage that, leveraging that with all of the exciting opportunities and new benefits that come to the, the value proposition as a result of this acquisition. Now, here's a question for both of you. Uh, uh, why did you decide to retain the ensemble name? Was it a good brand name? And, and I'll, I'll, I'll back that up because look, I'm so old, I can remember the previous name, which was Giants, of course, as we all know, which made it uh, probably one of the, uh, you know, oldest agency groups in, in US and Canada. Uh, but why did you decide to, to keep the name? Is it just you feel it's still a great name and it's going to uh, resonate with your current members and your future members? So you asked us both the questions, so we're going to answer it exactly the same time. <laughs> in, in, in harmony, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take that one, but uh, James, uh, the Ensemble brand does have a very strong reputation, a strong name, uh, a very strong brand presence. And what's interesting about Ensemble, the brand, unlike some of our competitors, is that it is not a, cons not a typically consumer-facing brand. I do think there's an opportunity for that and, and an importance to us doing more with that in the future than hmm. now, but indeed it will remain because there's no reason to not do that. It is a um, it is a well reputed um, as was Giants in in its beginning. Uh, this is about you know keeping the things that are working well and you know improving upon them, but not getting rid of things that are working well either. Now, uh, Michael, I mentioned another question. I, obviously, we just heard the news that American Express is going to end its US rep network uh, by the end of the year, which came as a shock to actually some of those reps. Um, there are roughly, no one knows exactly, there are between 20 and 30 agencies still in the rep network. Um, and this is probably an asked and answered. Would you be interested in getting any of those agencies, most of which are very, pretty large players into the ensemble network? Absolutely. Um, again, we're interested in having conversations with like-minded agencies. And so if there are agencies within uh, American Express or within other um, uh, groups or potentially, you know, on their own and trying to assess the landscape and what's changed over the last couple of years, we're happy to have a conversation and answer any questions uh, around the new ensemble value proposition. And I think I'd mentioned earlier uh, in this uh, interview, we've actually started to field calls already. Right. Uh, People really excited about this idea of a refreshed approach uh, to the consortium model. 
Now, I want to ask both of you this question, but obviously a few weeks ago at the very almost what seemed to be the last minute, uh, Hickory, Hickory Travel Systems came out publicly saying it had actually made a bid for Ensemble. Uh, first of all, did this actually happen and did the Ensemble board consider this bid? Uh, were there any other bidders? I'll ask you, David, first. Um, you know, I appreciate the ask, James, but um, this is under the category of, of no comment. Um, okay. We're, we're just, we're not going to embellish on that. And um, so we'll, we'll go to the next question. Okay. Uh, I'll be very curious. Uh, my, my old friend, Chris Dane at Hickory was, came out with that press release and we were all like, okay, uh, that's interesting. Uh, and nothing else happened now. Uh, but that, do you believe, both of you, do you believe that any, any effect on this vote? Uh, actually, I would say no. Um, I mean, we, we got more than the required votes to, uh, to make this opportunity official for our for our shareholders, and uh, it wasn't just by a slim uh, majority, but rather a a resounding majority. So we're we're thrilled, and and we move forward. Excellent. Okay, um, let's um, just move to some practical questions. Will Ensemble continue to be headquartered? I, I guess it's New York, and, and I mean, is it in Toronto as well? Uh, uh, what where will you have most of your staff? So Navigator is indeed in Toronto. Uh, we will retain a New York presence. Uh, our, you know, from a staffing perspective, we are literally all over North America, East, West, North, South, and you know, for as as I'm sure you will be aware, uh, for the last two years we have worked remotely, and you know, been able to preserve and maintain our our infrastructure and our capabilities with little or no negative impact. I would say. Um, I think that having a, a head office in Toronto was fantastic, selfishly speaking, of course, but, but having the New York presence, having the U.S. presence is also extremely important for us, and that's not going to waver. So um, we'll, we'll continue doing what we know is right for our organization. So you will have, continue to have the New York office and obviously have a pretty large Toronto presence as well. Correct. Yeah, what I, what I would add to that, James, is that geography is never a barrier to talent. The Navigator group of companies, we have a very talented um, group of individuals, as does Ensemble, located throughout North America. So regardless of you know, where a brick and mortar presence may be, we're interested in working with the best and the brightest, no matter where they live. Now, let me get to, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, so uh, this is a question for both of you, since I assume you'll both be at these events. Uh, what, what major events and conferences does Ensemble expect to hold, uh, both in person and virtual this year, and where? <laughs> so, wow, you got this nailed, don't you, James? <laughs> this, is, this is good. Um, I've, been I was, asking you that, I've been asking you that question for about a year, David, if you remember. I know. <laughs> I, I'm thrilled to be able to tell you with 100% certainty, we are going to have uh, an in-person conference this year. It will be later this year, very likely in mid to late Q4, um, the, the details of which are being thoroughly vetted and finalized as we speak. So that's the most major one coming this year, but we also expect to be holding our, um, our annual, what have been our annual executive retreats. Last year was an executive connect, a more scaled down version. And we'll have, of course, our elite performer or elite producers trip that, that has been held in uh, earlier this year, uh, last month, in fact. But we will have that again in 2023 for 2022. So we're getting back to our, our, our more normal sequence and cadence of events 
as as all of our competitors are doing as well. We're, we're building back as everybody is doing, but we will be having them. Please stay tuned, everybody, and we'll get those details to you ASAP. Well, you better tell Michael because he's going to have to be at all these things. He's got to get that calendar organized, right? Calendar is filling up, believe me. <laughs> Yeah, well, all right, you can go to Vegas, but you know, I, why don't you go to Toronto? I think that would not be too bad either, because I, I haven't been in Toronto in a few years, especially the last two, so that'll be interesting. Back up. Um, now, let's talk about, for both of you, uh, I'd like both your perspectives on this, of how does this deal benefit the travel agency distribution as a whole, travel suppliers, and ultimately the traveling public? Uh, uh, David, I'll start with you, and I'll end with Michael. So in terms of the industry, this, this is a, um, you know, one of the many opportunities as we talked about earlier is about the aggregation here of, of volume and, and what that means for, for our, um, our brands, uh, for the Navigator brands. Uh, I'm, I'm not speaking from the Navigator sense, but of course in the ensemble sense, this is exciting to be able to have a, a, a new conversation. And all, again, as I said earlier, all of our supplier partners are very keen to re-engage and, and to discuss how we can do things better from, from, from everybody's perspective, right through to the consumer's um, you know, receipt of information and ultimate decision-making. But the, the benefit that it brings to Ensemble and the distribution channel in particular is the strength that we have from added scope, from resources that we're not entirely or even at all available to us we now have infrastructure a different degree of infrastructure and resources that we just simply have not had in the past so it, it really is a win for for ensemble and and for the navigator brands as well and michael your perspective completely agree um you know for members and for suppliers um, there is a trusted uh, brand uh, in the industry, a strong, well-resourced, well-capitalized brand um, that's introducing new opportunities to partner that we will unveil over time. So there is this idea of a um, uh, refreshed approach to what is already a very, very strong um, presence in the, in the industry. In terms of the travel agency distribution system, um, you know, we are heavily invested in tools, again, that allow the advisor and the uh, agency to transform their business. Um, and that's not cheap talk. I mean, that is a, a technology that's been developed over the last uh, decade. So our commitment to the agency distribution model uh, is as strong as it's ever been, if not stronger with this new partnership. Now, Michael, I'll keep it with you. Uh, and I want both of you to answer this question. Is there anything else, Michael, that you want to get out to ensemble members or the rest of the industry about this deal and what it does? Sure. Um, so I guess there are a couple of things. The first is that, you know, we are so thrilled um, to partner with such a well-respected brand as we not only transform the industry from an agency perspective, but we update the consortium model as a true business partner, you know, hand in glove, um, developing tools and resources to help agencies grow their business. Uh, we're really forward facing in terms of what are the opportunities and how can we help um, advisors and, and agency owners really kind of rediscover uh, their potential. And again, I think we've kind of talked about that. So there was one thing that I would take away. Um, it's that we are very excited about the future and we are thrilled to share this, what we consider to be extremely exciting and positive news with the, uh, with the industry. Absolutely. And David, what do you want to say to your ensemble members about this deal in the end? 
this is truly about a win-win-win. It's a win for Ensemble, it's a win for our supplier partners. It really is a win for consumers as well. And of course, the Navigator Group, so maybe it's a win-win-win-win. But we're, we're to, to, um, to echo Michael's, Michael's words and his sentiments, we're, we're genuinely thrilled, we're very excited. This is a great news piece for our industry. Um, in terms of how we will be able to transform the consortium business and in, in, in partnering with our members as business partners, not, not, as, not as preachers to uh, you know, thou shalt, but rather here's how we can help you do better. And, and that's, that's, where, that's where we're at. We're thrilled. Absolutely. Well, first, I want to congratulate you both. Um, it's great that this deal got through. Um, I know we're all eager to see how it transpires and it looks, everything looks good so far. I look forward to hopefully if you'll invite me to the conference, I'll definitely show up because uh, uh, I've been saying I'll show up for a few years now when you were talking about having a conference. Uh, and we haven't been able to until fairly recently. But again, I want to congratulate you both. And uh, we look for, forward to, to seeing as you close this deal and get it going. As do we. Thank you so much for your time. And David, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you, James. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.